Welcome back, friends. It's another episode of Spokane Business Insider. Uh, hello, Val. Hi. Good to see you. We just, um, okay, well, for those who don't know, my name is Chris Angel. And um, Val and I last night hosted our first Groundswell Collective event in Spokane. I thought it was great. Um, we had probably, we had 56 people register. and We probably had 40, 45 people show up, which is great. Um, I know I liked it, Val. How did it feel to you? I thought it felt amazing. It was a First Avenue Coffee, which is a perfect setup for yeah. business meetings. And in fact, Doyle Wheeler, the owner of Kinetic Media and First Avenue Coffee, would love to have people just like us there. So yeah. I thought that made a big difference because he was so welcoming and had staff there. So people were able to get sandwiches and coffee and it was very comfortable yeah. and uh and then on the other level i loved how i mean i guess my experience networking in spokane is often rather solitary where i'm going into a room i feel kind of alone kind of like i have to get a lead or what am i doing there anyway yeah but what was cool about last night was everybody was kind of on the same page. Like they were looking for more and nobody was trying to sell each other, but everybody was having excited conversation. The energy in the room after our presentation with Rob Henry was off the chart and it was just exciting and fulfilling all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before I forget to Doyle last night, said, hey, um, for those of you in the Groundswell Collective, you can get 10% off at First Avenue Coffee. Um, so just say that you're uh, you're listening to the podcast and you want to go in. I He winked at me, not literally, but he was basically like a you know big head nod, like, I mean, we want you here. We want you networking here. So come in and just mention that you're in the Groundswell Collective and, um, and we'll give you 10% off um, your order, which is fantastic. So um, thank you for that, Doyle. Um, and I guess I should, now that I said that, I should distinguish like, you know, that is distinct from and different than being a member in our Groundswell Collective community that we're launching in January. You don't need to be in our Groundswell Collective community to get 10% off <laughs> at First Half Coffee. Just say, just let them know that you are um, participate in some Groundswell Collective events and they'll give you 10% off. So, yeah, um, very cool. I also heard last night from people who were there that um, their experience of it was they, they had said, and they go to a lot of networking events and they just said, this felt high level. This felt higher level, higher caliber of conversation, of connection. And they go to a lot of networking events. So I was super pleased to hear that because I that's the whole intention is bring creating a space, you and I creating a space that is hard to find in business communities. Most business settings are so salesy, you know, where people are like, okay, here's my pitch. What can I do? It's just, they come in looking for a sale. It's so meat market-ish. It's like, you know, like, like I'm a slab of meat, you know, it's like, buy me a drink first, you know, before you just try to <laughs> get all up on me with your offer. And last night I just felt like, you know, people were being so human and so interested in each other. So well, I think it has a lot to do with the topic of the evening, which was purpose and profit. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair to say everybody wants to profit. Yeah. But then the big question is, what is my purpose? Yeah. And people were really wrestling with that. And the conversation you had with Rob Henry based on purpose and profit was entirely generative. And so I think it got a lot of people thinking and thinking twice about what is their purpose? How can they expand on it? And how can they be fulfilled in their day-to-day business life? Yeah. I really appreciate it. I saw this morning, Kelly Higginbotham did a, a couple parts on her story, you know, a couple um, stories on her Facebook profile about the the event. And I just appreciated what she had to say about it. And so shout out to Kelly. Thank you, Kelly, for um, sharing what it meant to you or what it was for you for sharing that out publicly. I just, I think that's, I think people are it, it look human beings want to connect. Human beings love the space where it feels safe, it feels productive, constructive, um insightful. And I don't know why that's such a why has business networking devolved into such a meat market? I just don't like I think we all as humans want to have a space where we feel inspired and safe and and challenged intellectually. <laughs> but but if that's true, then why is business settings tend to, why do they tend to devolve into something that's like small talk and pitches? I don't know. Do you have any thought on that? <laughs> well, on a related note, often, because I've done a lot of what's called personal development, mm. and it's often in a context that is separate from business. And then I have to translate what I'm getting from my personal development. Let's call it education. I have to translate that into my business world. Mm -hmm. And so what I found refreshing last night was there was an element of development, but it was generated from and specifically relevant to my experience as a business person. So I didn't have to translate. And i that's what excites me because I'm a lifelong entrepreneur and all I want is to be successful <laughs> as an entrepreneur. And so to get all that support is meaningful and makes a big difference. Yeah. Man, I am. I I know you know this, but I'll say this for those listening. I'm so excited for what I have planned, what I intend this to be. The not only our monthly events. Um, for those of you listening, like we've decided, we'll do the second Thursday of every month with these free networking events that also have elevated training um, in them. Um, our event in January on January 17th will be about. Or, uh, sorry, January 11th, one 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 uh, one eleven on one uh, eleven January 11th. Um, 6.30, 8.30 p.m. at First Avenue Coffee. It's it, the, the topic of training there will be about vision. And I, I've been I've been um, on this quest and this, this path of vision for the last several years. And what I want to distinguish, and I'll just say it here because I've, now I've started, but I've already started talking about uh, vision to me is most, when I ask people like, what's your vision? Most people's answer about vision is about lifestyle, income, freedom. It's all about them. Their vision is about them. Your vision is about you. 
It was for me. It was for me for 20 years in business. You know, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad before I got into business at the age of 24. And the world it opened up for me was all the things I could have for me. I could be financially free. I could be a laptop entrepreneur. I could be, you know, and it was all, so my vision boards, all the things on my vision boards were for me. My, my cars, my jets, my houses, my vacation homes, my boats, my, uh, all of it. And that is so common in the business world. When I ask people, what's your vision? It typically comes down to how much I can sell, how much I can make, how much time off I can have. And what I realized for myself was, and I chased that for so many years. And what I realized was like, my heart was never for that. I'm not saying I didn't want it. I still want it. I'm not saying I don't want it. But the the bigger pull for my inspiration and where my soul wants to go is is about helping others. It's about contribution. It's about how do I make the world a better place? That's how it's always been for me. I just kind of denied it for 20 years because I kept I kept I was so stubbornly focused on me getting financially free, me getting a certain amount of income a month, me having freedom. So there's a, what I'm saying is there's a whole, if you're wired like me and you're wired like Val, there is something your heart wants to do that is bigger than you. It's bigger than what you get for you. It's about what you can help others get. And we just don't really, we just have a weak muscle. We have not developed muscle in how to have vision for the world, how to have vision for others. And that's what we're going to talk about in January. It's like, how do you begin to stretch that muscle? How do you begin to strengthen your ability to have vision for others? Because that's, listen, that's when others start to be interested in your vision. They're like, oh, I can see myself inside your vision. I can get to where I want to go because of where you are already going. And now you've got momentum. Nobody cares that you want to be financially free. Nobody's interested or enrolled in your, your vision board for your toys. Nobody cares about that. They want what they want for them. So the minute you can expand your vision to include getting helping them get what they want, now people are interested. But we don't think that way about vision. Okay, well that was a, that was a little bit of a soapbox. But did that, did that pop anything up for you? I'm feeling all fired up. Yeah, I don't know if I can articulate it, but everybody wants to be successful in business. I want to be successful in business and I, I definitely want the checks and I want the stuff. But as we heard last night over and over again, when the vision is larger than your needs and wants, you get your needs and wants. But when you go for the needs and wants, you might get them, but you're going to feel hollow and empty inside. <laughs> so it's, I don't know if it's right to say this. I, I feel like I'm kind of maybe narrowing the context, but the way to be successful is to have a larger vision that really serves yeah. a bigger purpose. Yeah. Yes, totally. Right. I, I, um, Yes, uh, one, there's a couple things this past um, year that were really instrumental for me. We'll, we'll, we can explore them more in January at the event, but um, one of them was Simon Sinek wrote a book called Infinite Game, The Infinite Game. Oh, yeah. Um, love that, by the way. The whole concept of an infinite game is um, amazing. And I think our Western culture and free marketplace often is 
um, obsessed with finite games, right? Like I'm going to get to a million dollars and I'm going to get to the, the next quota. And, and um, an infinite game is a game that it outlives your life. It it's, lives longer than you. It's infinite. And your ability to design it, think think it up, envision it, create it, and then start to play it knowing that this game, if you design it right, will outlive you. That is so compelling to me. That is so interesting to me. And I I think I just got bored with the hamster wheel of business. Like there was nothing compelling about making the next sale. It just felt like a grind. But when I realized, like when I started to figure out how to create a vision for my life, no, no, not just my life, but that would exceed my lifetime for the benefit of others. Dude, there's so much energy that pulled me into inspired action. So now the action I was taking wasn't even like, oh, I got to, you know, I got to make the donuts, you know, like, oh God, I got to, you know, do the work. Like the work I do, I love, I love it because I have a vision that's pulling me forward in it. And my vision is big enough to hold and invite millions of other people into it. So they're excited about it. But we don't, but again, we don't, you know, your point, your observation, like, yeah, the bigger the vision is, the easier things start to get. And that's kind of paradoxical because I also know sometimes people get overwhelmed by the idea of having a really big vision. But if you tweak the context that you're not the one that has to do it all. Right. There's, you're just the one designing it. There's an element in the Groundswell Collective. And given we are very fresh, what I think I saw last night was the very beginning of the Groundswell Collective taking on a life of its own. And I've had the experience before of doing things and uh, sharing, I'm going to use this language, sharing the word of what I'm doing, sharing the vision of what I'm doing with people and having that word live in other people and take on a life of its own. And the bigger the vision, the more it will take on a life of its own. So in other words, it's the difference between picking up the phone, making a phone call, picking up the phone again, making another phone call, do, do, pushing a rope all the time and having people bring the vision back to you. Like it's the most amazing feeling when you share the vision of something and then it takes on a life of its own and then they reflect it back to you and you get to see things unfold without your direct effort. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the power of having that kind of vision. You know, uh, it it's become something that people can see themselves in and want to be a part of. You know, that's I, I loved your word contribution earlier. We we sort of started recording today with the 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 prompt of contribution, and I just think when our vision starts to design contribution into it. Right, rather than designing sales into it, and I, I want to distinguish those are different. Don't I'm not talking about designing sales. That we can figure out what to sell, when to sell, how to sell, who to sell. We can figure out where that fits, but don't start there. Start with contribution. Start with where. Well, actually, let me see back up before that. Like before you start with contribution, start with 
What do you feel like your life is for? What difference do you want to make? What impact do you want to make? And if you can figure that out for yourself, and it and it's I promise you it's not selling your thing, just selling a bunch of your thing. That might be one income stream, but selling a bunch of your thing is not the contribution you're going to make. You are bigger than that. You are bigger than the product you sell. You are more than the company you represent. And so if you can figure out like, this is where I want to go, then you can start to go, how could I contribute to, to others who are headed in a similar direction? Sometimes we we get these great ideas and these directions for our life. And then we go, I have to go convince others who don't see what I see that they want what I, that they want what I have. They want where I'm going. They want to go where I'm going. And I, I did that for so many years, try, just thinking like, one, I think it was because I didn't think there were people like me. And so I had to go find others and try to convince them of what I saw. Hey, I see this thing. I think it'd be really great. And then people are like, what? I don't get it. But when I started to realize like there are people headed in the same direction I'm headed, their heart wants what my heart wants. And they just haven't designed it yet. They just didn't know this was possible. And I just, my, my eureka moment was like, I'm going to, I'm going to design it. And I'm going to design it for me because this is where I'm headed. So if I'm going to design it for me, why don't I invite others to play along? And that to me is contribution. That to me is like going, hey, I want to give you something you're already looking for that you can't seem to find. So, what I mean, that's that's my take. That's a pretty high level t- broad uh, brushstroke on contribution. But I know, I know you have had some experiences with contribution. I know that you've been in networks that are um, highly built on contribution. Like, what do you see? about contribution well one thing i see is that how do i say it people don't necessarily know that they can contribute nor that they can be contributed to Mm. and partially networking events generally are based on passing business cards and getting leads so you can make a sale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is not my preferred context to operate in. It makes me feel kind of weird. And I, I notice that when people walk away from that, if they don't get a sale, then they're in their head wondering what they should have said differently uh, who do I need to be to get a lead? <laughs> it, it, it just puts people in their head, typically. Yeah. But I, in, in Seattle, I was friends with a guy named Thatch, who was uh, very successful to the tune of multi-millions of dollars real estate agent wow. and developer. And he had events that would include anywhere from dozens to thousands of people. And he he had a pro literally thousands. And he had a process of walking people through how to contribute to each other. And what I noticed is that people would walk away from that event, excited, fulfilled, Mm -hmm. feeling like they kind of won the lottery 
And it's all because people were contributing mightily to each other. So it was like, one question might be, what is the next big thing that you're working on in your business? And I don't know how they would articulate the coaching exactly. It's been a while. But the intention was to have you listen keenly for what would make a difference that you could offer in that person's Mm. project. Mm. You know, like, is there some, who do you know that knows someone that fill in the blank? Um, Maybe you have a material thing that you can offer that would make a difference. But it turned it from walking in, trying to get a sale to this, overarching conversation and contribution and people were so I was so lit up and it just felt right and what I want to point out about it was because the things you and I are talking about could be termed uh, high-minded or esoteric or etheric you know but I'm also here to make money and I think a lot of other people want and need to make money. And we're, in my mind, we're just pointing a different route that will generate actual dollars. <laughs> but how those dollars show up is the difference between night and day. Yeah. And it's like, I want the experience of being a person who contributes, a person who makes a difference. And I know that I'm lit up when I'm in a community of people who are contributing to each other and making a difference out in the world. And then when the money shows up, it's like a fulfilling result of having a larger vision, contributing and making a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it takes, um, we're sometimes we're so linear. You go like, I ask for a sale, get a sale. Like that we think like when I ask for the sale is when I get a sale. And so we we think, okay, well, my strategy to get more sales should be I should ask for more sales. When in fact I feel like um the way we're describing it, whether it's through a bigger vision um or contribution, that there is there's some patience and some trust in the foundation of that. Like I just I know that the money will flow from this vision that I have simply because I'm supporting people. I'm contributing to people. I'm finding ways to help them rather than sell them. And I just know that that will come back to me. Zig Ziglar used to say, right? You help enough people get what they want and you'll get what you want. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's not, that's not how people approach sales. They think I need to get what I want. So I'm going to ask more people for a sale, but that's not, and you, and you could try, I've seen people do this where they try to make it sound like what you're selling them is going to be the thing that helps them. No, no, no. Well, my product is the thing that's helping them. Yeah, maybe, but most of the time not because most people don't want to be sold. There is something that to your point about the kind of questions that were asked at Thatcher's events, like if it was, how can I help you? Or what are you looking for? What do you need to be connected with? That contribution you being able to ask that question and not go like, how can I make a sale out of what, whatever their answer is, I'm going to try to tie this back to what I sell. You know, it's like, yeah. that's not what we mean by contribution. So it takes a little bit of, tr- it takes a little bit of trust in the process and a little bit of patience to do right by other people and serve them. But at sale, will come back around. I find the conversation very meaningful. I have had, uh, 
a career for a while. And I'm just now getting into real estate and I'm called to do some things that I am not very comfortable with, uh, namely making phone calls to complete strangers. And I'm really taking it on. Like, what is my vision for real and how can I make a difference in the moment, even though I'm taking the action that A, isn't comfortable and B, you know, I'm kind of being coached to do it because it's going to generate sales. Like, so, so I'm just trying to say that I, I, it's exactly where I'm at in my career right now. And I'm curious to see how it pans out. Yeah. Yeah. There was a book I read years ago called Utility, Y-O-U, like you, you, Y-O-U, Utility, T-I-L-I-T-Y. And uh, Jay Bear wrote it. And it was um, just this great look at um, big brands you would know and even small small companies who were in, in the, the case studies of this book who were going out of their way to serve people in ways that had nothing to do with what they sold. Like it, like how they were finding ways to be useful, utility. Like think utility is usefulness. How can I be useful to people in ways that have nothing to do with my core offer or product? So, you know, if I were, if I were, now I'm putting, so I'm putting my coach's hat on Val for real estate. I can't help myself. Um, the, you know, if I were, and this goes, but this goes for anybody. If you had to make calls to people, Maybe you have certain scripts that you're supposed to follow fine, but if it were me and I had to call, I would probably be calling from like trying to figure out how can I be useful to people when every other real estate agent is selling people and doing for sale by owner scripts and you know all the things that people say, agents say, I would differentiate myself with, you know, what is your biggest frustration? where you live what's what do you what do you wish your 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 uh your neighborhood had what do you i don't know just trying to find your way into something that is solves a real need that has nothing to do with what you sell that's contribution there was uh years ago i maybe i've told you this there was a guy a real estate agent down in flower mound texas i think he's in flower Mound. his name was uh russell rhodes and his it was just brilliant what he did he's like and you know what he said he said, I will never pick up a phone. I'm never going to call anybody. And this guy was selling hundreds of homes a year. Hundreds. He was killing it. He's like, I just won't pick up a phone. I'm not going to do it. So I make the phone ring. He's like, I do things that make people call me. And his one of his main things he did was, uh, I can't remember what he called. I, I ended up calling it a tool shed. He called it whatever he called it. He had this huge like um, storage unit probably multiple storage units and he would just have things people needed like for parties he would have jumpy castles for kids birthday parties and he'd have um, tables and chairs people could use and margarita machines and chafing dishes for for parties and he would just like uh, pressure washers he would just have things if the people needed them he they could just be like hey russell i need i need a uh, you know a 30 foot ladder yeah yeah sure come on over and get it and so he and then he would let people know in his farm, in his geographic area, that that he had these things and that they could use them for free. They just had to call to 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 schedule it so they could make sure it was there for them. Wow. I was like, that's freaking fantastic. Like, talk about being useful and not being salesy. Yeah. I love that. If I were to do real estate again, that's how I would do it. I would do I would build a farm with uh a bunch of stuff people needed that they could use for free. 
I would, I would probably in a winter time, if you lived where there's snow, like you and I do, um, I, in a, and I was in a farm, a geographic area, I'd hire some snow plow remover, um, to go plow a couple of driveways with, with some magnet on their car that had my logo and wear some jumper suit or a hat. I don't know, something that I might then, I might then, uh, pass out or mail to the neighborhood. Hey, if you'd like your house, you know, plowed, let me know. I'm picking five homes next month to, to plow snow, it, you know. It has nothing to do with selling a house. Do you think people would call me? Absolutely. I mean, I hate shoveling or plowing. Anyway, but but anyway, I'm I'm going off a little bit just because I'm excited about the, the whole thing about contribution. Like if we could just spend a little bit more time getting creative and invested in how to serve people rather than sell people, I think we would stand out. Well, we saw that last night. Rob Henry, I, I have no idea what Rob Henry's income is, but I'm under the impression that he's doing fairly well. He said he spent a million dollars on personal development. I thought that was a clue. Yep. Uh, I feel like he made it clear that he was there to be profitable. But his entire conversation was, if you boil it down, his entire conversation was purposeful, visionary, and contributory. Yeah. So, yeah. It's good. And he's he's one of the bigger players in Spokane. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There. Uh, years ago, there was a book called Give and Take. Did you ever read that? Did you hear that? No. I I think I read like I skimmed it, and I got what I got out of it was. Like there are four tiers of um, people. Um, that's how I'm remembering it in my head. And um, at the bottom of these tiers of in terms of wealth, I think that, and I think they framed it in terms of wealth. This is terrible. I'm totally butchering this book. <laughs> I'm just going to give you what I got out of it though. Was like, you know, people who have this really giving heart tend to give everything away for free and never make any money. So, you know, you that's a real thing. There, like, There's a lot of people who just don't feel like, like, I'm just going to help you. You don't have to give me anything in return. And then, they, but, in, but because of that, they don't make any money. And then, then there's these middle two levels of, of some form of take. Like it could be a quid pro quo kind of a take, like I'll trade value for, like you give me something and I'll buy your thing and you buy my thing. Or, you know, there's this, um, you got to take what you want kind of mentality in the middle. You know, you got to hustle and grind and you got to sell and you got to, there's a thing you're going to get yours. I'm going to get mine kind of a thing. And those people can actually get some level of wealth because they're aggressive and they're going to go take what they want. But then at the very top of this success and wealth um, ladder, I, what you know, there are, there are th this other group, this smaller group of, Givers. So we have givers on the bottom and then we have givers on the top. And these givers on the top, they just figured out how to design giving at a bigger scale. And this is what I'm talking about with vision. Like when you can start to think about how do I create a vision for others that gives them, contributes to them at a very high level, you're you're putting yourself right in line with Zig's comment about helping enough people get what they want. Like <clears throat> those people who were giving at that scalable level. We're making so much money and it wasn't because they were taking it or selling or closing. It was because they had designed a way to contribute at a, at a, at scale.
And I yeah. just love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you and I could keep, uh, you know, preaching on this stuff. This kind of conversation fires me up because I just see how much it's missing. Um, and I, I don't think it's missing because people want it to be missing. I think people don't know there's another way to do it. And they, their heart tells them they want something different than calling their prospects. Their heart tells them they want something different than going to a networking meeting and jamming a business card in someone's face. But, but, but nobody's – who's hosting this conversation? There's some good referral um, gurus out there and some good books on stuff. But at a local level in Spokane, I'm interested in hosting that conversation with you. Yeah. That's what we're doing in the Groundswell Collective. We're hosting a conversation for how do we expand our vision? How do we come from contribution so that we're in alignment with our soul? I, over the course of my life, have had multiple experiences of being parts of groups of people that were turned on, excited, and that's just speaking from my personal motivation, that's what I'm personally motivated by is I, I love walking into a room and having the energy in the room be electric yeah. and see people excited. And I also love to see people get results. It is my number one favorite thing to work with somebody and have them turn around and get a result so on one level, I just want people that are listening to this and thinking about the Ground Soul Collective, we're going to elevate the conversation and results are going to show. And we're going to know that the results are showing because we're going to have people share about them. That's another way people can, can contribute, in fact. So I'm very excited. It's kind of like coming home. You always say we're walking each other home and home for me is a room full of people that are thrilled to be there, getting fantastic results and have contribution in their hearts. Yeah, it's good. So good. Yeah, love that. Of that. Well, let, let's wind it up. Let me let, wind it down. Let me give you, um, those of you listening, let me give you a couple places to go. If you, if you want to um, register for our monthly events, you can go to mygroundspell.com forward slash Spokane. Um, that should take you to uh, a, a place to register for whatever the event is that month. Um, it's always the same link for the event. Um, we call our monthly, our free monthly networking events, purpose and profits. So, uh, but, but you're just going to register every month. You're going to register because that gives us a head count and lets us be able to follow up with you afterwards with opportunities that we announce in those events. Um, if you'd like to learn more about um, our Groundswell Collective community, uh, it's a paid community. It's application only. Um, we Just because you can pay it doesn't mean you get in. So we want to curate a space of people who are headed in a similar direction that have a similar heart for contribution and vision. Um, to learn more about that community and apply, you can go to mygroundswell.com forward slash apply Spokane, apply Spokane. And um, you'll see there that the the membership, the, the mastermind is uh, has weekly coaching including hot seats, um, uh, high-level conversations, uh, training. It includes uh, networking uh, in person, like live in Spokane, not just on Zoom, but in Spokane, not just on Facebook, but like live stuff that we do, as well as support, weekly support. 
and that support, you know, that support will grow as the community grows. Um, and all of that is just for a hundred bucks a month, which is like, it's hard to find group coaching for a hundred bucks a month, period. It's also hard to find really good networking for a hundred dollars a month as a networking group. You can find some groups that are like a hundred, 200 bucks a month that meet once a month, or you can find some groups that are like 50 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, and they meet every week, but, but you don't get this kind of network. You're not getting this type of caliber of conversation. It's just, it's just a different format. It's just not built with the same intention. So it's not that the people that go there aren't, aren't as high caliber, it's just the, the, the conditions of the room, the conditions of the network were intended differently. So for a hundred bucks a month, no contracts, um, you can try us out if that feels good to you and see, like I said, no contracts. So if it's not a fit, don't stay. But you can learn about that by going to mygroundspell.com forward slash apply Spokane. All right, Val, I think we, I think that's all I have. You have any announcements or final words? No, I'm really excited about our next event, which I think is July the 11th, right? Oh, or January. We'll have one in January. July sorry, <laughs> January 11th. January yes. 11th. That's right. 6.30 8.30 at First Avenue Coffee. Yes. Beautiful. Good. So good. Val, thanks for this, man. I, I love riffing with you. This is good. I could get my fire burning. So <laughs> well, you're a real up. you're a real leader. And I saw that last night. And it's exciting to be in your energy sphere. So <laughs> way to go. And I'm excited to be part of it. So cool. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll see you in the next one. And uh till then, be well, everybody. Bye.